Proverbs 4.23 reminds us that above all else, watch over your heart. Diligently guard or protect it because from a sincere and pure heart come the good and noble things of life. Over 60 million women in the U.S. have some form of heart disease, which is the number one cause of death in women. On today's show, I'll share five actionable tips that you can incorporate into your daily routine to promote heart health and boost energy. So friend, if you're ready to show your heart some love and experience vibrant energy, then grab a notebook and pen and let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Integrative Medicine for Energy and Health. Are you struggling with low energy, excessive weight, chronic fatigue, imbalanced hormones, or body aches and pains that are robbing you of enjoying life? If you're ready to take the guesswork out of living a healthier life, you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Rakesia. I'm a mom, honorably retired Air Force veteran, award-winning author, social worker, and Christian alternative medicine provider. For years, I tried improving my health with conventional medicine and nothing worked until I finally found a simple strategy that was easy and fun. This podcast will provide you with natural ways to increase energy, lose weight, regulate hormones, and improve your mood. If you're ready to live, look, and feel better, grab your favorite cup of herbal tea and let's jump in. Imagine how you would feel if in just 21 days you could lose weight, boost your energy levels, and find hormonal balance. Well, I have great news for you. You can with GetFit21. GetFit21 is my monthly online health program that gives you the tools that you need to take control of your life. With personalized workouts, nutrition guides, and expert support, This program is designed to empower you on your health journey. Join countless other women who have experienced incredible transformations. You can join today to receive a 15% discount. Start your 21-day journey by clicking on the Contact Me link in today's show notes. There was a time in my life when I was under a tremendous amount of stress. It's what the Apostle Paul described as being pressed beyond measure. I was working full time. I was a mom. I was heavily involved in my church, serving in several roles. I was also going through a divorce, which resulted in me stress eating a lot of processed and unhealthy food. And one day, it all came crashing down on me to the point that I started having severe chest pains that would not subside. And so out of concern, I went to my doctor. I went through a stress test. And of course, my numbers were through the roof. 
I had an EKG done and I remember having to run on a treadmill. And when I think about that, I don't know how safe that was because if my heart was already under a lot of stress, I was putting it in a more stressful state. But simply put, my doctor told me that if I didn't make changes that I could in fact have a heart attack. It was also found at that time that I had heart arrhythmia. And this news really jolted me into thinking about how I was not taking care of my heart and that I had to make changes. And so I want to share three of the most common types of heart diseases that are found in women. They're coronary artery disease, heart failure, and arrhythmia. Now with coronary heart disease, this happens when the blood vessels supplying the heart muscle become narrowed or blocked due to the buildup of plaque, mainly composed of cholesterol and other substances. And this restricts the blood flow to the heart, leading to reduced oxygen supply and potential damage to the heart muscle. And some of the risks Risk factors include high blood pressure, high cholesterol, smoking, diabetes, as well as a sedentary lifestyle. Other factors that affect this are hormonal changes, particularly as we are transitioning or in menopause. This can contribute to an increased risk of coronary heart disease. That's because the decline in estrogen levels can lead to unfavorable changes in lipid profiles, which promote the accumulation of cholesterol in our blood vessels. Now, these hormonal changes can affect blood vessel function, as well as contribute to the development of atherosclerosis, which is a key factor in coronary heart disease. The second most common heart disease in women is heart failure. And heart failure occurs when the heart is unable to pump blood effectively, leading to inadequate blood flow to meet the body's needs. And this can happen due to a number of reasons, and I'll share those with you. It can happen as a result of coronary artery disease, which I just shared. And this is happens when reduced blood flow to the heart muscle is blocked or narrowed in those arteries, causing a weakness within the heart. Another area that is affected is mitocardial infraction, also known as a heart attack. A heart attack can damage part of the heart muscle, which impairs its ability to pump blood effectively. Another area is hypertension or high blood pressure. And persistent high blood pressure forces the heart to work that much harder, eventually leading to weakened heart muscles. Another reason why heart failure occurs is cardiomyopathy. Now, cardiomyopathy refers to diseases that affect the heart muscle, making it harder for the heart to pump blood effectively. And this can result in heart failure by making the heart muscle stiff, thickened, or weak. Another reason for heart failure 
has to do with valve disorders. Malfunctioning heart valves can lead to increased workload on the heart, causing it to weaken over time. Another area that may impact heart failure is chronic conditions like diabetes, thyroid disorders, or chronic lung diseases, which can contribute to heart failure. And then the last area has to do with infections or inflammations. So diseases like myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart muscle, can weaken the heart. Myocarditis is an inflammation of the mitochondrium, which is the muscular layer of the heart wall. And it's often caused by viral infections, such as those that come from viruses like influenza or the flu. And other causes can include bacterial or fungal infection exposures to certain toxins or autoimmune disorders. And this inflammation can weaken the heart muscle, affecting its ability to pump the blood effectively. The final and the third most common heart disease in women is arrhythmia. Arrhythmia is a heart condition where the heartbeat is irregular, either too fast or too slow. It's kind of like a musical band playing out of sync. The heart's rhythm is disrupted, potentially affecting blood flow and overall heart function. Heart arrhythmias develop when there is a disruption in the electrical impulses that coordinate the heart's rhythm. And this can happen due to a number of reasons, which I'll share with you. The first one being aging. The normal aging processes can affect the heart's electrical system, increasing the risk of arrhythmias. Heart conditions like coronary artery disease, heart attack, heart failure, and cardiomyopathy can also disrupt the heart's electrical signals. Another reason has to do with high blood pressure. Uncontrolled hypertension can lead to changes in the heart structure and electrical system contributing to arrhythmias. Diabetes is also another factor. Poorly managed diabetes can damage the nerves controlling the heart, leading to arrhythmias. Smoking and excessive alcohol consumption. These lifestyle factors can contribute to heart disease and the risk of arrhythmias. Genetic factors. Some individuals may also have a genetic predisposition to certain types of arrhythmias. Thyroid disorders. Abnormal thyroid function can also affect the heart's rhythm. Certain medications or stimulants. Some drugs or substances like stimulants can trigger arrhythmias. Infections. Infections that can affect the heart, such as mitocarditis, can disrupt electrical pathways. Chronic stress, which is the final area. Stress can contribute to the development of the exacerbation of heart arrhythmias. Emotional stress and anxiety can stimulate the release of stress hormones, affecting the heart's electrical system and potentially leading to irregular heartbeats. And this is especially true 
for women who are already predisposed to arrhythmias or have underlying health conditions. And chronic stress can also contribute to other risk factors for heart disease, such as high blood pressure and inflammation, which further increase the likelihood of developing arrhythmias. Now, for me, because I was experiencing chronic stress, it was affecting my heart's electrical system. And this led me to having irregular heartbeats. Now, for me, the arrhythmia was most notable when I would lay down at night when I was going to sleep or trying to go to sleep. Um, My heartbeat would become very irregular. It would Uh, start beating rapidly. And when you feel your heart skipping like that in an irregular manner, it's a pretty scary feeling because you don't know what's happening. You know that something's wrong, but you don't really know what it is. And so I knew that as that was happening, I had to take action and needed to do what was necessary to get this under control under control. And so understanding and managing the underlying causes of heart disease can help to prevent or control these heart conditions. And so how do you recognize some of the symptoms of heart disease that are common in women? And so some of the things that I was experiencing, I'll share with you here as well. So if you're experiencing any kind of chest discomfort, this can be squeezing, pressure, or fullness in your chest. It may not always be severe, but you know that that discomfort is there. You can also experience pain or discomfort in other areas, such as in your arms, your neck, your jaw, your shoulder, or even your back, and it may be gradual and subtle. You may also experience shortness of breath. This can occur with or without the chest discomfort, and it has been shown to be more prominent in women. You may also experience nausea nausea or vomiting. This happens many times while you're having a heart attack, so knowing that this is one of the symptoms. If you have unexplained fatigue or weakness or you're feeling lightheaded, this can also be a symptom. If you're having cold sweats, this can also accompany a heart attack. If you're feeling dizzy or faint or lightheaded, this can also be a symptom that you are having an underlying heart condition. And so you may not recognize your symptoms as being connected to heart disease and to, as, and dismiss it as working out too hard or either having heartburn. Now, while menopause does not cause heart disease, it can certainly increase our risk because of their factors such as high blood pressure, cholesterol, or even our lowering of estrogen levels this increases the chance of having those underlying heart conditions. So if you're suspecting that you might have heart issues or you're experiencing symptoms, please do not ignore them. 
Like I was having those pains. I was having those symptoms. They were not going away. I could not ignore them because I knew that seeking out some type of medical attention was crucial for me to recover my health. Now that you have an understanding of heart disease, how it develops along with recognizing the symptoms, I'd like to share five preventative strategies that contributed to improving my heart health and increase my energy levels that I believe that you will also find to be beneficial. The first thing that I had to do is I had to learn how to manage stress because chronic stress can take a toll on our heart health as well as our energy levels. And so I had to really take a step back. I had to make an assessment of what was going on in my life. And I had to pull away from some things that I was managing. And I had to learn that it is okay to say no that I did not have to do all of the things because this is part of managing stress. In Psalm 90 verse 12, David wrote, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. In other words, David was praying and asking God to give him the wisdom that he needed so that he could successfully manage his days in a positive and productive way. And I had to make that my prayer to ask God to give me the wisdom to know how to manage my days so that I would not become stressed out or put excessive stress on my body. And so I was more intentional about practicing stress-reducing activities, such as setting aside time for prayer walking, journaling on the beach, meditating, and engaging in deep breathing exercises. And these are some of the things that kept me anchored in a place of calm and center that I really needed to be versus being caught up in the busyness of life. And I also want to share that when I began doing the deep breathing exercises, I would say consistently for about six to eight months, I noticed that my heart arrhythmia went away and I have not had that issue in over 12 years now, which is a blessing. And deep breathing exercises can have a calming effect on our nervous system, potentially helping to regulate the autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic nervous system plays a role in controlling involuntary bodily functions, including our heart rate and our heart rhythm. And so by engaging in deep breathing exercises like those belly breathing exercises, you stimulate what we call that vargus nerve. And the vargus nerve is a key part of the parasympathetic nervous system, which helps counter the fight or flight response and promotes relaxation. And so by routinely relaxing my body and my nervous system, it helped me to really regulate my heart. And the deep breathing was also flooding my blood cells and my heart with oxygen. And it brought about another level of healing to my heart. And so prioritizing self-care and finding those healthy outlets that you need for stress 
can help contribute to you having a more balanced as well as an energized lifestyle. The second thing that I had to do is prioritize physical activity. And so engaging in regular exercise is a cornerstone for our heart health. So you want to aim for at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic activity per week, such as brisk walking or cycling or swimming. And incorporating strength training exercises can also help to further enhance your cardiovascular fitness, as well as contribute to increased energy levels. And I always like to share that you have to find that physical activity that you enjoy and that is right for you. And one of my favorites is walking or hiking. And hiking is excellent because it involves continuous movement. It provides that cardiovascular exercise and can also strengthen the heart as well as improve circulation. So find that activity that you enjoy that's right just for you. The third thing that I had to do is I had to choose those heart-healthy foods. I had to put away the processed food that I was eating based on stress eating. And I had to adopt that into my life. I had to eat more fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, those heart-healthy foods that are rich in nutrients and fiber that supported my cardiovascular health. So I had to eat things like salmon and mackerel and trout and sardines because these are high in omega-3 fatty acids which which help to reduce the risk of heart disease. I incorporated foods like more berries and strawberries, raspberries because these are high in antioxidants as well as fiber and vitamins that benefit our heart health. I incorporated those leafy greens such as spinach and kale that are packed with vitamins and minerals, as well as antioxidants. I also incorporated things like olive oil. An extra virgin olive oil is a healthy monosaturated fat that also helps to lower cholesterol levels. I incorporated eating more legumes, beans, lentils, chickpeas, those are high in fiber and have various nutrients that support heart health. And so if you have challenges when it comes down to eating or incorporating more uh, fruits and vegetables into your diet, you may also want to consider implementing a fiber supplement such as Unicity Balance. And this is a delicious pre-meal drink that is a patented fiber matrix blend that includes bioactive plant compounds, polysaccharides, as well as micronutrients. And this fiber matrix, it's designed to help ease some of the impact of that excess carbohydrates as well as cholesterol that can have on the heart and promote overall well-being. And if you'd like to know more about balance, I'll place the link in today's show notes. The fourth thing is that you want to make sure that you are getting adequate levels of sleep. We cannot emphasize this enough. 
quality sleep is essential for your overall health because it disrupted sleep patterns or insufficient sleep contributes to an increased risk of hearty cardiovascular issues. And establishing good sleep hygiene practices, such as maintaining a consistent sleep schedule, creating a comfortable sleep environment, and practicing relaxation techniques can help to contribute to better sleep. So you want to aim for at least seven to nine hours of sleep per night to allow your body to repair, to regenerate. You also want to establish a consistent sleep schedule and to create a relaxing bedtime routine, minimizing screen time before bed can also help to contribute to better quality of sleep. And the fifth and the final thing is that you want to make sure that you are monitoring your blood pressure as well as your cholesterol levels, making sure that you're getting those regular checkups that are essential for monitoring those key indicators of your heart health, such as your blood pressure, your cholesterol levels. You also want to make sure that you're maintaining these within healthy ranges because this can significantly reduce the risk of heart disease and contribute to sustained energy levels. And so these are the five things that I practice uh, consistently, routinely, in my life, when it comes down to taking care of my heart, I had to manage my stress levels. I had to prioritize physical activity. I had to choose those heart healthy foods. I had to make sure that I was getting that adequate sleep that my body needed and ensure that I was getting those regular checkups to ensure that my levels within my body were at the the normal uh, ranges that they needed to be in. So I had to monitor those key indicators. I had to ensure that my body, again, my cholesterol levels were normal, that my blood pressure was normal. And so again, these are the five areas that I had to change that I still practice to this very day and hope that you will to will implement these in your life and find them beneficial to taking care of your heart health. And so let's wrap it all up. By adopting these healthy heart habits, you can take proactive steps to enhance your cardiovascular well-being and boost your overall energy levels. Incorporating regular physical activity, maintaining a balanced diet, and managing stress, prioritizing sleep, as well as monitoring those key health indicators can pave the way for a vibrant and energized lifestyle. Remember that these small changes can lead to significant improvements in your heart health and overall well-being. I'll leave you with Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Hey friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who may want to have more energy and improve their health naturally? 
Also, I would love it if you could leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. It blesses me tremendously to know that this podcast is helping you. Alrighty then, it's time to go make a protein shake and go for a hike. No more days of feeling tired and drained. I'll see you in a few days for another episode. God bless.